Hello, and welcome back to another episode. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. So today, blah, 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 we are rewatching a <laughs> vampire movie of the ages, blah, blah, blah. We're rewatching Twilight. Yes. <laughs> and just to clarify, we are only reviewing the first installment of the Twilight film franchise. We're not doing all of yeah. them. <laughs> there are five movies, guys. Um, yeah, we wanted to sure start are. off with the one that started it all. Yep. So first, we're going to get into some behind the scenes info and fun facts about the making of this film. Then we'll play a fun game that you guys actually voted on on Instagram. So thanks for voting. Then we'll get into our review and decide whether Twilight still holds up or if glittery vampires should have stayed in 2008 indefinitely. Twilight is a 2008 American romantic fantasy film based on Stephanie Meyer's 2005 novel of the same name. The film was directed by Katherine Hardwick, written by Melissa Rosenberg, and distributed by Lionsgate-owned production company Summit Entertainment. Twilight is a film franchise that mostly focuses on the love triangle between Kristen Stewart, um, who you may know as being from the nostalgic movie Catch That Kid, Robert Pattinson from Harry Potter, and Taylor Lautner from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. They've been in many things since then, but I just wanted to share like the most nostalgic things that they've been in. That's so funny because that's not what I know Kristen Stewart from outside of this. Really? <laughs> yeah, she was in that uh, one board game with uh, Josh Hutchinson. What? Yeah, she plays a sister. Huh. All right. Well, the movie also stars Billy Burke, Sarah Clark, Anna Kendrick, Nikki Reed, Gil Birmingham, Ashley Green, and many, many more. So many. Oh, it's called Zathura. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's a weird movie. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll add that to our list one day. (laughs) Yes, maybe. So this film was theatrically released on November 21st, 2008, and grossed over $407 million worldwide on a $37 million budget. Despite receiving mixed reviews from critics, this movie is fifth overall on Fandango's list of top advanced ticket sales. Dang. It was outranked only by its sequel the following year, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, arguably the best Star Wars movie, <laughs> The Dark Knight, and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. At the time of its release, Twilight's opening weekend gross was the highest ever of a female-directed film. Since then, it has been surpassed by a few, including Fifty Shades of Grey and Wonder Woman. This is ironic because Fifty Shades of Grey was originally like a Twilight fanfic that really? became a novel series. So it's oh almost my like, gosh. It's almost like Twilight won twice, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, no words. No comment. No comments. (laughs) So if you haven't seen this fantastic film since the early 2000s, (laughs) or if you haven't had the pleasure of seeing two immortal enemies fight over a socially awkward outcast, here's a plot summary written by Mel from the United Kingdom on IMDb. (laughs) Thank you, Mel. (laughs) Wonder where he's from. (laughs) Or she. (laughs) Or she. Most likely a she, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Thanks, Mel. Bella Swan was not expecting anything out of the ordinary to happen when she moved to live with her dad in Forks, Washington. But this is where her life truly begins. There, she meets Edward Cullen, a mysterious and captivating student at her new high school. 
Bella soon discovers that Edward is hiding a secret after he impossibly saves her life with his superhuman strength and speed. She is determined to unravel his secret, but the truth is more terrifying than she realized. Edward is a vampire. Any normal person would just keep away from him, but (laughs) Edward and Bella have fallen passionately and unconditionally in love with each other. And so begins their forbidden relationship between a human and a vampire. But the young lovers soon discover that their troubles are only just about to begin. (laughs) I love how it's like any normal person (laughs) kept away from him. Any normal person would be like, peace. (laughs) You could kill me at any moment. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So let's get into our fun facts. Our first one is that before casting, Robert Pattinson had never heard of the Twilight novel. He only attended casting because his American agent persuaded him and he liked Kristen Stewart's performance in Into the Wild. If none of you have ever watched this movie and then gone back and watched it with Robert Pattinson and the director's commentary you really should (laughs) because Robert Pattinson hated everything about this franchise (laughs) and his commentary I think is why we'll talk about it but I think it's why it became so popular is because like he just genuinely hated everything about it and now it's just all so funny (laughs) because you know that's amazing doing during it (laughs) right oh my gosh So our second fun fact is also about Robert. Robert Pattinson actually plays the piano in the scene where Edward is playing Bella's lullaby, which is really funny. And I think he's also on the soundtrack as well. That's awesome. Yeah, he's very uh, gifted musically. We love a multi-talented king. Uh, Truly, a (laughs) (laughs) multi-threat. So our next fun fact is that when the evil vampires make their first appearance, actors Cam how do you say the last name? I'm probably going to butcher their names, but when the three <laughs> actors, Cam Gidgendet, Rochelle Lefebvre, Lefebvre, Lefebvre. Okay, <laughs> sure. Lefebvre. She's doing her best. <laughs> and Eddie Gathegi are all wearing slippers that are painted like feet. I mean, yeah, because they have to look like they're barefoot. So like you might as well put them in little shoes. That just makes me want to go back and like freeze frame and zoom in. Oh, like, 100%. Just to see if you can tell. There's so much about this movie that you have to go back and freeze frame and yes. zoom in on. <laughs> There's just I so love much. <laughs> so our next fun fact is that at the cafeteria salad bar, Bella drops an apple, which Edward picks back up and then cradles in his hands. And we all know it copies the cover image of the Twilight novel. Ooh. And on one of the DVD's special features, Catherine Hardwick, the director, said that it actually took them 13 takes to get it right. See, I still think that that was like CGI'd in. It did not look <laughs> real at all. It was like so smooth, but it has to be yeah. smooth after you've done it 13 times. I mean, come on. For someone who played soccer for a very long time, an apple just doesn't bounce off your foot like that. But it's Maybe fine. he had like rubber in his shoes. It's fine, guys. <laughs> All right. I'll give it to him this time. So our last fun fact is that Paramore lead singer Haley Williams was a huge fan of the Twilight books. She actually wrote a song just for the film called Decode, which Catherine Hardwick loved. It's also one of the greatest it's songs. It's such an amazing movie. Yeah. It's an amazing it's song. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. Like It is so good. I'm not kidding you guys. Tyler and I drove to a friend's house back in December and we literally were like listening to music and he was like yeah put on Paramore and I was like yeah 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 I got you and I put this song on and no joke 
we both stopped and we were at our friend's house and we just sat outside in the car and played this <laughs> song and like scream sang it. I love like, that. It's so good. Yes. So we're going to roll right on into our game. Yay! Thanks again to everyone for voting on social media. Since we are reviewing a film that was many teenagers' dreams in one rom-com, we wanted to play Kiss, Dump, or Marry with some characters from films of our past. We are very excited. Thank you, everyone, for voting again. Yes. Let's get into it. So Let's do it. All right. I'm going to pick a number from a hat, and the number is going to decide which three bachelors we're going to be going for. Ooh, I'm nervous. (laughs) Steph's up first, everyone. She has Wesley from The Princess Bride. Okay. Lee Shang. Ooh. Or Eddie from That's So Raven. Ooh, okay. I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm going to have to dump you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to kiss Lee Shang and marry Wesley from The Princess Bride. (laughs) Madam, and what is the reasoning for dump for uh, kissing Li Shang and not marrying him? I do love Li Shang. I love him so <laughs> much. Like by wife energy out the hoo ha. But like I, just like Wesley was like my one of my first loves of all time. So like it has to be Wesley for me. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> okay. So for me, I have Paolo from the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> Sing to me, Paolo. Um, Will Turner and Kaniki oh. from Greece. Ooh. I'm gonna dump Kaniki because I feel like he still smokes cigarettes and I'm not about that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I would probably date Paolo. Girl, love yourself. <laughs> or sorry, sorry, kiss Paolo and marry Will. That's fair, but also love yourself. <laughs> Because I low-key had a crush on Paolo when I mean, watching that movie. We Just all saying. did, but he was a manipulator. He was a bad he guy. He was. <laughs> but you know what? My taste in men, it's, it's accurate. <laughs> it's, at least we're consistent. Um, oh, this one's fantastic. Okay. So Steph has Brock from She's the Man, played by Matthew Lillard. Okay. Dr. Evil and Uncle Fester. Okay, hold on. <laughs> So it's Matthew Lillard, um, Michael Myers, or <laughs> Christopher, wait. what's his name? Oh, um, oh when Matthew, wait, Matthew Lillard from She's All That? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said She's the Man. I was like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> if I did. Honestly. I was like, when was he in that movie? <laughs> Honestly, he had full of pudding. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, okay, so Choice Matthew of Lillard, the Century, Fester, or who was the other one? <laughs> Dr. Evil. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry Matthew Lillard no matter what. Um, okay. I think I would kiss Dr. Evil, but like on his little chrome dome. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to have to dump Fester because he's just, he's just too creepy. He's just kind of He's just gross. too creepy for me. He's <laughs> just. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I got Larry Beal from Even Stevens. If you guys don't remember, he was Ren's like arch enemy. Okay. Robin Hood from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Ooh, another good one. And Paul Blart and Malcolm. <laughs> um <laughs> I feel like we all know who I'm gonna marry. Robin Hood, obviously. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would probably kiss Larry 
dump Paul. I'm sorry. Paul's a sweetheart, but I can't. Yeah, it's the mustache. <laughs> I was about to say, it's the stash. We love Kevin James, um, but it's the stash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steph now has Luke from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and Sean Hunter. Oh, Sean Hunter, married AF. Not even a question, not a doubt in my mind, not a hesitation. Sean Hunter, married. Using this so fast. So fast. Um, and then I would kiss Dr. Frankenstein because he's also <laughs> super cute. And then yeah. um, I don't even remember who the third is, so I'll just dump them. That's fine. <laughs> First of all, it was Luke from Gilmore Girls. Put I'm sorry. Some respect on him. Luke is fine, I guess. <laughs> I He's was, fine. I was a Jess girl. Like Luke was a Lorelai. I know, but like Jess was like the only like oh. male lead in that that I was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for me next, I have Commodore Norrington. Oh, fine. Dean from Motocross. Fine. And R- Robin from Batman and Robin. Fine. <laughs> Okay, so got three good I'm ones. gonna I'm gonna dump Robin, and I will explain why Ooh. he was a crybaby the entire movie. That's fair. He is in every movie. <laughs> he is. Um, Dean from Motocross. I'm probably going to kiss him because yeah. I cannot marry a man that doesn't realize who I am um, <laughs> in different clothes. Um, <laughs> I will marry Commodore Norrington because he is an underrated king. And oh, I love underrated. Him. We are a Commodore Norrington stan account. We support we are. him. Ugh, love that man. I love him. All right. So should we do one more round? Let's do, yeah, let's do one more for each of us. Okay. So Steph has, let me pull one out of here. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Steph got the most random one ever. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> We have Barry B. Benson. <laughs> this is already going Start off great. Austin Ames from A Cinderella Story with Lizzie McGuire. Oh, God. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. Okay, was Austin Ames the Chad Michael Murray? Yes. Got it. Um, hmm. I think... Ooh. Ooh, this one's hard. I guess I'll marry Austin Ames because he's not the most horrific to look at. Um... <laughs> He's fine. Like, you know, I can do the little monologue at him. Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Um, And then I think I'd kiss Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I got to dump the bee. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to date a bee. I know that (laughs) that's like the plot of the movie. Oh, my gosh. I'm not trying to romance a little buzzy boy. (laughs) Right. I mean, we all know he he had a type in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't want it to be me. All right. Oh, no. Okay. So oh, I'm so excited now that you said that. No. <laughs> I got Beetlejuice. Yes. Jack Skellington. Yes. Or Gomez Adams. Yes. What are you oh knowing about? This I, is an ideal I don't trio know for me. <laughs> why they are like all from like spooky movies from Halloween movies. We did a random generator and they all came up. I can't believe you didn't have Calabar. <laughs> I'm definitely, I am definitely dumping Beetlejuice because I feel Yeah, that's like fair. That's fair. He's creepy. He's so gross. Um, I would probably kiss Jack. 
Ugh, love that. And marry Gomez, because I love Gomez. Gomez would be so faithful to you. He would He's never psycho, lie but I to love you. him. He would literally lay on a train track for you. Like, Gomez oh Adams my is gosh. such an ideal husband blueprint. I love him. Love Steph, him. Steph. <laughs> Steph. We might have to go one more round. Why? I just picked the best one for you. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. George of the Jungle. Oof. War and Peace. Oof. <laughs> or Chad Danforth from High School Musical. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to marry War and Peace because, again, the blueprint. Wise, wise woman. <laughs> Ooh, this is hard. I, okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry War and Peace. I'm going to kiss George of the Jungle and I'm only dumping Chad because I think Chad is super fine. I'm only mm-hmm. dumping him because I always wanted him to end up with Ryan from oh High School Musical. Gosh. So I feel like I should let him go so they can be together and continue doing their little <laughs> baseball uniform switcheroo. <laughs> I can't with you. You think I, you think I didn't see that scene in High School Musical too when they did their little I baseball uniform? You. Yeah, I know what happened. I know what happened there. <laughs> gosh i was at work the other day and the the push it push it to the limit limit came on and i was like oh my gosh i love him um (laughs) he's so great yes okay so my last one is professor utonium from powerpuff girls um (laughs) kel from keenan and kel excellent and austin powers oh rough buddy rough rough times definitely dump austin powers yeah um i would probably kiss professor utonium but like i don't want to marry a guy who already has kids like that feels that feels like a lot Um, is not looking to be a stepmom i'm not looking to be a stepmom especially to three to like three little girls who could kick my ass like no thank you yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) i would marry cal because we both love orange soda Oh, love that. Love that for you. Yes. Okay. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thank you, For y'all. that fun game. <laughs> um, Let's jump into the movie. I cannot describe how excited I was to watch this movie. <laughs> I have only seen this one time, one other time before, Ooh. and it was like years ago. I did not remember anything about this movie. Yeah, I have to confess, I've seen every single Twilight movie like six or seven times, and I went to every wow. single premiere. So. <gasps> oh my gosh. So were you team Edward or were you team uh, Jacob? I was team Jacob, actually. Um, wow. I love Taylor Lautner. I know. I was a, I, I was a deviation from the norm. Um, yeah, I love team Jacob, and I had read the books when they came out because they came out yeah. when I was in middle school. And gotcha. so. I read every single book. I was also at those book premieres. Oh my gosh. Did you, did you go to school, Steph? I did. did. They happened on weekends. Steph's like, I went to every movie premiere and I went to every book premiere. To be fair, the movies came out when I was in high school. And so all my friends and I who had read the books in middle school decided to go and watch the movies in high school. Aw, see, that's cute. Sorry for judging. No, we weren't the type to like show up in like fangs or like Team Edward, Team Jacob t-shirts. Like we just went because we were like, yeah, we read the books. We Now we want to see the movies. I kind of wish you were like that, though. (laughs) We weren't that extreme. I'm such an Edward. (laughs) Yeah, no, we weren't that extreme. And it was, like, funny because back then, by the time the, like, the last two movies came out, it was, like, 
by then being like into twilight or like liking the books at all was like cringy and so everybody would like hardcore judge you if you said anything so like so everybody had like a secret shame um yeah but now that it has like a renaissance because now everybody's like i really like twilight or whatever um you know it's kind of got like a cult following now now i could be like yeah i did go do all of these things and judge me i don't care that is so funny I couldn't pick a side, even if I wanted to. Like I said, I <laughs> had only seen the first movie one time. Yeah. Um, I read the book, uh, the first book, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got me the first and second book, I think, and I hated the second book. I got like 20 pages in and I was like, nope, this is not for me. That's so funny. And I was like, I feel like if this came out... It was around the time where I was, like, obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Like, just, Pirates had my entire heart. So, I was yeah, like, there's Pirates no more out, room. Like, 2003? Yeah. I was like, there's no more room for a love triangle. I already have Will Turner, <laughs> Elizabeth Swan, and Captain Jack. Yeah. But, what was your favorite part when you were younger? Oh. So, when it <laughs> oh. first, when it <laughs> oh, first no. came out... Um, I actually was upset because I felt like it didn't match the book in a lot of ways, Mm. but my favorite scene, which is still my favorite scene now as an adult is the iconic baseball scene while Muse plays in the background. Every time I hear that song, I literally like, am like, I got to go watch the clip of the movie. Like I gotta go, I gotta watch Alice do that cool pitching thing that she does. Like the ballerina pitch. I can't even. (laughs) what about you what was your favorite (laughs) like I said I didn't remember anything about this movie uh, so you were watching it (laughs) fully like it it was to the point where I thought Jacob was in this movie a lot more than he actually was Mm -hmm. I thought the whole series was like Jacob and Edward against each other and he really wasn't in the first movie at all like yeah so the series most it mostly focuses on Edward in the first book Jacob in the second book and then they have their rivalry through the third and fourth books mm, so gotcha. yeah it's like almost like introducing why she's so conflicted in the first two books it's so funny that you like didn't make it past like 20 pages of the second book because yeah for a very long time the second book was my favorite book <laughs> so oh my I gosh. loved it so much I know a lot of people didn't like it because it goes through like her whole depression thing and it's like just pages and pages of depression but at the time I felt very much like it was a really good accurate representation of how it felt to be depressed and so I really like that there's things about Stephanie Meyer's writing that I think we can all agree are like dumb and dated <laughs> But there are some things that she does, I think, correctly, or I had never seen done by another author at the time. So we'll give her props for some of that. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that. I just really didn't like the second book, how she was like, Edward's gone. I am nothing without him. Like, I've never really liked that kind of like storyline at all. Yeah. hundred percent. She does not pass the Bechdel test. (laughs) So... (laughs) I just want to start our review off by saying I am a 27 year old woman. This movie was not <laughs> made to be <laughs> no to gear towards my audience like, or my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will, I will say one of the things that I really liked was the atmosphere. I thought the cool, like blue tones were actually really cool looking. Um, it, 
it kind of made me laugh whenever like there was a flashback and all of a sudden it was like sepia yeah (laughs) you know what i i was like i like it they're playing with filters i like it a lot um (laughs) there were choices made yes there were choices they made a choice um i felt like the like dark tones kind of took kind of like made you a little bit i guess more invested in like the creepiness of it if that makes sense yeah that's true though because like none of it ever felt creepy when you read it but like watching the the movie it kind of tries to set that like spooky paranormal kind of tone right um which is again it's a choice for sure (laughs) it's definitely it's definitely choices were made yeah because they never do it for any of the other movies (laughs) yeah I thought it was funny that I read uh, one of the fun facts and it said that Stephanie Meyer um, almost named the series Forks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, every every time something happened in the movie, I was like, what the fork? And (laughs) I'm probably going to end up doing that now. But I just I had so many questions. Oh, yeah. I had so many. This is not a movie all the times that I've rewatched it or the whole series. This is not a series you can go into taking it seriously (laughs) yeah it's like you're not gonna have a good time if you're taking it seriously you're not gonna have a good time if you want answers to plot holes because you're never gonna get them (laughs) I feel like this is one of those movies that you either like love or you love to hate because like even if you don't like it it's so much fun to make fun of it's so much fun yeah a hundred (laughs) percent I'm not going to lie. My sisters and I watched it last night and we were cracking up laughing. Oh, yeah. So many scenes. And my brother-in-law came downstairs and he was like, I thought you guys were watching like a comedy show. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? Tears. You can't watch it expecting it to be a drama. If you watch it as a comedy, like that's why I said, like, if anybody has not watched it with Robert Pattinson's commentary, like you will understand now why people consider it a comedy and think it's so funny is because like, you can't take it seriously. You have to laugh at it because it's ridiculous. It's so insane. Like just the whole premise, you're a vampire who cannot die and has been alive for hundreds of years. Why are you going to school? Like why? (laughs) Why are you going to school? And why do you see a high school girl and you're like, Ooh, let me hang out with her let me let me fall in love with her like no you are an elderly man yeah you are a hundred and something years old sir yes (laughs) go get fitted for your casket like go yeah 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 yeah. um he made me so angry and then i think the best part in this whole movie the part where like i was on the floor laughing um was the part where bella walks past a fan when she walks into the classroom (laughs) and edward smells her and his whole body like freaks out covers his mouth and his nose covers his mouth (laughs) and she's like checking to see if she has bo and i'm like oh my gosh that whole scene was so cringy um oh it's so funny like all the choices in this were like yeah you didn't even try to make any of this like subtle it was very much like in a way by the book and then also in a way like worse <laughs> yes like there were so many parts where edward was just staring and bella was blinking like a hundred times a minute i was oh, yeah. like 
Oh my gosh. And like, I, I don't, can't. I, I don't blame any of it on Robert or Kristen because they yeah. were like 20 and 21, I think when they made this. Right. And they're literally just going off of what they're being directed in the source material. And it's yeah. like, I don't blame either of you. Like you didn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> yes. Although I will say Kristen Stewart drove me nuts. Anytime there was a scene with her eating or doing something <laughs> with a prop, it made me so annoyed the way she was holding her food or like she went to the sink at one point and like filled up a cup and took one sip and then poured it out. And like, it, it's just little stuff like that. I'm like, do you, have you never used a prop before? Like, have you never <laughs> pretended to eat like well it was like they tried as hard as they could to make Bella awkward like she is in the books but they like took it to such a level that was unnatural you know they really did um I just I have so much to say about this movie (laughs) um one of the things that made me laugh really hard was how Edward really did not try to hide the fact that he was a vampire. No, uh, none of them did. <laughs> Absolutely. If you look at the table of the Cullens, like while they're eating, first of all, they all sit on one side of the table. Yes. Second of all, none of them eat their food and they have the most random assortment of things on their lunch table that are not normal for people to have or eat. And yeah, it's just none of it is like subtle at all. <laughs> It makes no sense. And, like, just in general, like, the part where he pushed the car away. Yeah. And they're in the hospital, and she's like, I saw you push the car away. And he's like, well, nobody's going to believe you. I'm like, (laughs) you're not going to try to argue your way out of this? Like, he didn't even try to deny it. Like, it was so, I was laughing very hard at that part. And then the part where he, like, um, there was another part where he, she was like, having a nightmare or something she wakes up he's just standing in the corner of her room and instead of like trying to like hide or something like he yeah he obviously disappears when she turns the light on but she saw him and it was almost like he was like uh, uh, <laughs> nothing to see here he reminded like, me of the meme have you ever seen the meme of robert pattinson just like standing in someone's kitchen and he looks like he no. just got like caught like walking in and he's just like uh and i'm like it was exactly no. that it really is um i'm like he can't even turn into a bat like how cute is he really know your worth queen here hold on i'm gonna send you the meme right now so you can look at it while we're recording (laughs) please please look at that (laughs) that is so true (laughs) that's so good that's exactly how he looked (laughs) it is just like fully like wide-eyed yeah like a cryptid who was caught on camera right (laughs) And then, like, the whole time when she's, like, trying to think of everything that she, um, first of all, like, there were, like, a million red flags. And she's like, oh, I'm colorblind. Um, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm colorblind. <laughs> the part where she was looking up everything and she was like, oh, he's got this going on. Pale skin. He doesn't eat. He's, like, super fast. He's super strong. And, like, Vampire came up. I kind of wish she had typed it all into, like, WebMD. it's also just like how did she even get to like that point where she was like yeah vampire makes sense for all of this right like and it just like it obviously it leads into the forest scene where he's like say it say what i am she's like you're impossibly fast you're super strong and And you're like no he has an iron deficiency yeah and he's like say it 
say it out loud oh and i'm like gosh. the drama of it yes. <laughs> and I he throws it. like a like a vampire temper tantrum he's yes. like look sir why are you in the tree i love like, it so much it's you? also like the tree climbing is like not a thing in the books at all and then they just like yep it makes sense let's put it in the movie right. and then they have the whole spider monkey scene <laughs> it's so I funny can't. i can't um <laughs> My sister, my sister kept saying, shimmer on my little pony care bear glitter king. (laughs) I love it. When he like unbuttons everything and shows his skin and he looks like a disco ball. I loved it so much. Um, I never understood why she decided that glittery vampires were like the thing to do. Yes. I never understood that. Oh my gosh. She's like stability and like a family friend or. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then there was, I loved Carlisle. I thought Carlisle was so fun. Oh, Um, he's a zaddy. A hundred percent a zaddy. I love him. Um, I also love how he actually wanted to do something with his life other than like just go to high school as like a multi-hundred hundred year old dude yeah and he's like i'm just gonna go like save people which is so sweet like i love his character he and esme are two of my favorites i really i really think so i loved um i thought the part where he was like examining the body and everything and he like comes out and he's like it was an animal or whatever yeah i thought that was really funny because i could totally just see them walking in on him like examining the body quote unquote and just like nibbling him (laughs) 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 or like he walks out and he has an arm in his like doctor bag. They don't eat people. They eat nothing animals. to see here. <laughs> they don't eat people. Oh my gosh, it was it was interesting. Um, the whole the whole part where Bella decides to go to the sketchiest bookstore on the face of the planet. Oh yeah um, yeah yeah. Like through an alley, the bookstore is in a tree, like in the dark, and then Edward Tokyo drifts a Volvo and comes to save her. Um, it was very interesting how, um, yep. Apparently <laughs> vampires have like superpowers. Yep. <sighs> well, they do like each one has a superpower or I guess some of them have superpowers. Yeah. Right. So like Carlisle and Esme don't have superpowers, but Alice yeah. does, Edward does, uh, and Jasper does. And Emmett is just like really extra strong. And then Rosalie's right. whole thing is that she's extra beautiful. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's. It's interesting, yeah. I like it because in one of the last books, you learn about the other vampires who have their own abilities, Mm. and that's really cool. Just, like, all the different abilities that she gave to different people, and then what Bella's ability is, because of course Bella has an ability. Of course she does. But some of them, it's like, did you take these from the X-Men? Like, did you take these from superheroes? I'm like... I okay I do have respect for the movies because um well I've never seen any of the other ones other than the first one oh you are missing out (laughs) I do have respect that they kind of like rebuilt the vampire genre the way that they wanted to um because I mean I was like I can they see their reflections they're not afraid of garlic like right they don't turn into bats it's it was kind of like debunking what we had seen about vampires before this you know what controversial opinion because i agree i think stephanie meyer reinvigorated the vampire era but i will say that i feel like the tv show the vampire diaries did it better yeah because they had kind of a similar thing where they you know 
they they don't glitter in the sun at all thank god yeah but they like their their whole thing was like they're not afraid of garlic they're not cursed by holy water crucifixes or anything but they had their own limitations as well and i feel like stephanie meyer reinvigorated it and then the vampire diaries ran with it and did like a better job yeah i i definitely agree i i I keep looking at my notes and i'm like i can't stop laughing at this movie um (laughs) i physically cannot like when bella first goes to meet the cullens and she and she's like do you think they'll like me or something like that? Mm-hmm. She says, what if they don't like me? I was like, that is your question. What about if they forking eat you? Like, Literally look at Jasper in the corner. Me? His eyes are the size of dinner plates and he won't right? stop staring at you. <laughs> Seriously. And like, could you imagine if she was on her period and like went to dinner with them I think for the about that time? constantly. Like how was she going to family gatherings what? on her period? How? Yeah. 100%. How? We need answers, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, we need answers and spell your name the correct way. <laughs> I was very annoyed. I was like, like, what did they do in high school? Like, there had to have been a bunch of girls on their periods. Like, we know Jasper wasn't holding yeah. himself back this whole time. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the those are like the, the types of plot holes that you're like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, if he really cannot handle like the smell of like raw human blood, then what was he doing yeah. around a bunch of teenage girls? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and I also thought it was funny when Edward was like, he can't hear Bella's thoughts. And I was like, does she not have any? (laughs) Sometimes she really doesn't. She's going through life head empty. (laughs) I can't. Um, I was like, humans are friends, not food. Um, You know what's wild to me, though, is that they casted Taylor Lautner in this. Taylor Lautner is not native at all. Like, yeah at all he's like italian um yeah he's not native and they only and i think some of the other actors who show up in like new moon and eclipse and such are native but i thought it was wild to me that it's like that it's such a bad casting job right like i love taylor Lautner. yeah i think he's hilarious i think he's very sweet i think he's a decent actor but it's like really you couldn't find any native actors to play all of these roles like really i have a very hard time believing that yeah yep honestly that's insane like it's like you didn't even try you don't <laughs> like, even try really you didn't, didn't even try. try no you didn't even try and it's like there's so many it's actually funny because a lot of people originally wanted Stephen Strait to play Jacob um <gasps> after War and Stop Peace it. but again he's also a white guy yeah and so it, it was just like what we couldn't find like a Jacob like a guy to play him who was native and like I don't know. It just, it, it just, yeah. it like rubs me the wrong way where it's like they went, they went so far into trying to make it look like he was and then yeah. like kind of shielding the fact that like he wasn't. And I'm like, it's like we can see on. through that crappy wig. But I, yeah, it's, that's my like one massive, like genuine gripe with the movie mm-hmm. is just that like, and just the series in general. It's like, please cast accordingly. Like, yeah. let's not whitewash these characters. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. But um, otherwise, it's super funny. <laughs> if you need a good laugh. Um, you do. I will say, though, they did a good job um, at, like, making, was his name James? The character's name James? Like, he was very, like, menacing. James. And I don't know what the actor's name is. I think he's the one whose name is Cam something, but he. That's Cam. I only yeah. know him from burlesque other than this. Me too. And Easy <laughs> Me A, too. but that's literally it. 
Oh, I forgot about that. He was an easy A. Yeah. I thought James was like a good villain. Yeah. I didn't understand why they all separated and like some for some reason didn't go to protect her dad or her mom. But I thought that he was like a good villain um, up until the end because he like kicked Bella's ass and then right for a good like five minutes. But then that was it. Like they just killed him so quickly when they all were there. I was like, this man, like, you guys were on like a witch hunt for this man. And you guys went through all this trouble to try to protect Bella from him. And you killed him within like two minutes. Like, I kind of wish he had been more of a threat. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, his whole thing. And then like the girl was just not there. Like, nobody else was there. Well, his whole thing is literally just that he sets up like another two books of Victoria, his partner, the redhead. Um. Because, right. yeah, he, he his whole thing is, like, it's supposed to just sort of be, like, a, oh, this is so scary, and this is what can happen because there's bad vampires, and yeah. then Edward saves her, and they're so in love, blah, blah, blah. And right. his whole thing is, like, he's supposed to just die, so that way it can set up how Bella spends the next, like, two books or two movies, what have you, just afraid of Victoria. Um, so that way when the big yeah. con- confrontation happens in the third one with Victoria, it's, like, this buildup of, like, the really evil female villain. But yeah, I wish we had more of him. I think he's an incredibly talented actor. Um, I just like watching him. I like watching him work on screen. Yeah, so I only have one other note for this movie. And it's the fact that I feel like Edward and Bella were, first of all, super awkward, which I feel like they're supposed to be. But also, like, from the second conversation that they had, it felt like they were already together. And I was like... That happened so quickly. And then all of a sudden, within like a week of knowing each other, they were like, I'm so in love with you. Like, he's just following her everywhere. I'm like, what on earth is happening? Well, their whole thing, even in the books, is like the whole thing takes place in the span of like a year. Like, literally like seven or like seven months to a year. Like, it's not a long time. Like, I was cringing so hard at the hospital scene. And, like, even the a few times, like, a few scenes before that when Edward was like, you're my whole life now. And then in the hospital when Bella's like, you can't say stuff like that to me. Like, you can't say stuff like that. I'm like, can you both just relax? Like, can we take a deep <laughs> breath? Can we just the teenager emotions like, of it all? <laughs> really? Like you guys have known each other for like a week. Relax. Yeah. <sighs> this was the perfect like the perfect beginning of Robert Pattinson to like play Batman though. Yeah, truly the emo boy. <laughs> yes, fighting crime at night only. That's all we want. We just want the emo boy realness. <laughs> yes. I can't even. So <laughs> I'm ready for critic ratings if you are. Let's Um, do it. (laughs) Okay. So Twilight received a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 49% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 72% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) and three out of five stars on Common Sense Media. The difference between audience and critic is so telling. (laughs) It's so telling. Audiences are like, no, we don't take this seriously, and we do enjoy this for every stupid thing that it is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So for our ratings, we can rate Twilight on a scale from A plus to F minus. A plus means this film still holds up, it's iconic, and it makes me want to be caught in a love triangle with a vampire and a werewolf ASAP. (laughs) Do they make dating apps for that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> F minus, meaning the critics were absolutely right on this one. It was painful to rewatch, and we should all really just throw the whole film away. Based on this rating scale, Lex, how would you rate the 2008 film Twilight? Um, Give it a real rating and then an in-your-heart rating. <laughs> first of all, I want to apologize to all the Twilight lovers out there. This movie was not for me. Um, <laughs> it was very painful to watch. It was a lot of fun to make fun of, but like, that's about it. I was like, I can't, I, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. I will probably give this a D minus. Um, and that's me being nice. <laughs> I, 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 and that's what I feel in my heart as well. I'm just giving it one rating. I'm sorry. Steph, what, what are you going to rate this? I'm scared to ask. Oh, oh well, act, on an actual plotline basis, on like a well-executed film, I'm yeah. going to give this like a C minus. Mm. In my heart of hearts, this is an <laughs> A, A minus. Like in my heart of hearts, I will rewatch this movie at any point, whenever. Um, oh my gosh. It's not meant for me to be taken seriously. Like it's so I yeah. can watch it because I'm like, this is a comfort film and it's just yeah. like, it's dumb. And I want to watch it because it's stupid. Like, like we said with Batman and Robin, like Batman yeah. and Robin is objectively a bad movie. And yeah. this is objectively a bad movie, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I enjoyed watching Batman and Robin so much more than I enjoyed watching this. But I feel like well, it's yeah. also because that was so nostalgic to me yeah you have an emotional connection yeah so I feel like if I had grown up with this I probably would be in the same boat as you but totally I just I can't get over it like I'm over here like burn the whole thing like you guys burned James in the movie like seriously set the whole ballet studio that's okay that's okay because I'll watch (laughs) it enough for the both of us thank you I appreciate you doing that for me Um, so thank you everyone for joining us if you don't already please give us a review on whatever listening platform you're using to tune in we appreciate any and all feedback and don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok at chasing childhood podcast and on facebook at just chasing childhood have a wonderful week everyone and we'll see you next time for a fun review of the 2005 film the pacifier Woo! thanks everybody bye blah blah blah